Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another episode of Independent Thoughts. I am Justin Roberge, and today we're talking progress. Independent Thoughts. Independent Thoughts. These are Independent Thoughts. Independent Thoughts. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking progress today. So first of all, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. We're talking progress. That means progress wrestling. More specifically, we're talking chapter 65, Have Some Faith in the Sound, Progress Wrestling's sixth anniversary show that recently took place at the Electric Ballroom in Camden, London. This show recently came out on their demand progress service last week, and I was delighted to watch Watch it, and I'm equally delighted to tell you about it today. Now, before I get into my review of the show, I have to start out with a bit of a caveat by saying that I'm not usually huge on doing show reviews or giving away results and things like that. I know I've done that on previous episodes, and it's actually a bit of a pet peeve of mine because I'd rather you go and watch this show for yourselves. So what I'm going to suggest that you do is I'm going to try, first of all, to make this review just that, a review, my thoughts on the show whether it was entertaining or not, what I liked, what I didn't, and I'm going to try to keep the spoilers to a minimum. That way, I would like you guys as well to do yourselves a favor and catch the show if you can. The easiest way to do that is go to demand-progress.com. That is their subscription service, VOD subscription service, where all of the Progress chapter shows, as well as their Live at the Dome shows and their Endeavor shows can be seen seen, along with shows offered by a number of other promotions, such as AAW, Defy Wrestling, Lucha Forever, and several more. So I definitely recommend you check that out. Once again, that is demand-progress.com. So with the formalities out of the way, we go into the opening match of the show, which was between the returning battle-tested Rob Lynch against the UK wrestling legend himself, formerly the anarchist, Doug Williams. Now, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was a huge fan of Doug Williams throughout the majority of his career. I believe my first time seeing Doug Williams on video was for one of the earlier Ring of Honor shows back in the early days of 2002 when he was the anarchist and all the incredible matches he used to put on there. As far as Rob Lynch goes, I only really got to know him and see him in my time watching Progress and catching up on the product from Chapter 1 to date. For those of you unfamiliar with the name Rob Lynch, he used to be part of a tag team known as the London Riots, which were part of the Regression Heel faction in the earlier days of Progress. The other member of that tag team was James Davis, who then became Strangler Davis after the team imploded uh, within the last year. At the time of which Rob Lynch had announced his retirement, but he has since come back and took on Doug Williams in this match. Leading up to this particular show, Doug Williams has had a lengthy string of losses in an attempt almost at a career resurgence of sorts, or maybe one of those, I guess when you get the idea that someone's having their last run, and that's essentially what this was. I expected uh, Rob Lynch to come out on top, and that is essentially what happened. And I know I said I was 
was going to try to avoid spoilers, but for anybody who has been having uh, an idea of following progress thus far, or even with enough that I prefaced it here, saying that Doug Williams had been on a string of losses, nothing really changed, and this wasn't necessarily a major match for me to spoil for you, but it was a fun little opening contest nonetheless. Up next was the only women's contest of the afternoon, uh, between Charlie Morgan, Millie McKenzie, Chikara, and the returning Session Moth Martina. Charlie Morgan ended up filling in for the originally announced Killer Kelly, who ended up getting injured at the previous day's show and was therefore unable to compete. However, I have to say this, in a nod to progress and just a show of their professionalism, they still invited Killer Kelly to the show so that she could not only hang around with the, with the guys and the gals, but that she could also make her presence known, sell her merchandise, see the fans, all that good stuff. Definitely something that I wish a lot more promotions offered. Nonetheless, back to the match. Um, if you've never seen Session Moth Martina, I'd heard a lot about Session Moth Martina, and I'd seen little clips and things like that, but I wanted this to really be my first pro, like actual Session Moth Martina unspoiled experience. Um, I was not disappointed. She's definitely an entertaining character, to say the least. I like what she brings to the table. She was definitely the, let's call it the comedy wrestler of this, uh, of this situation, and that's perfectly fine. That's always welcomed in the, uh, in the world of professional wrestling. I think we could always use a little bit more comedy here and there. Martina did not disappoint. Uh, if you haven't seen her work, definitely go out of your way to see some of her work. As a matter of fact, she was taking off to Japan just after this show take place. I wish her all the best. Uh, I'm also a pretty big fan of Millie McKenzie, who's quite young and is already the defiant women's champion, uh, which definitely speaks to what she will be capable of in the future. I think it's only a matter of time before she properly challenges Tony Storm for that Progress Women's Championship, and the match all in all was a very fun contest. I, I, I like Charlie Morgan. I, I haven't seen a whole lot of Charlie, but I've seen a few things. Uh, I think my first time seeing Charlie Morgan was when she took place in the Revelations of Divine Love tournament that they had a number of months back which was for a title opportunity at Tony Storm. Uh, Chikara being another member of Ginny's heel, uh, the House of Couture faction. Charlie Morgan is also a member herself. Chikara, she does a great job as a heel. I've just never, for some reason, there's just nothing that I grasp that makes me go, okay, I get it, perfect, I, I, I understand. I know she's a heel, I can totally understand that, and she gets a lot of heat with the crowd. I just feel like there, there, there's something more. There's something more that hasn't been tapped into just yet, and although Chikara is also quite young, I believe she's about the same age as Millie McKenzie, which I believe is 17, which is pretty amazing, um, I think once it clicks and she finds that hidden ingredient, she's definitely going to be something worth... Uh, keeping an eye on. So keep that in mind. We might be having this conversation in a couple of years, and I might have the opportunity to say I told you so. And if you know me, there's nothing I like better than being able to say I told you so. Being that Progress Wrestling is one of those something-for-everyone promotions, where there is indeed something for everyone on their shows, the next match was a bit of a mess. Uh, an intentional mess. One of those beautiful, beautiful car crashes that you see only once in a while. I'm talking about a no-disqualification grudge match between Chris Brooks and TK Cooper. 
The reasoning behind this match stemmed essentially from both guys' title hopes at challenging their mutual friend, Travis Banks, the Progress Wrestling World Champion. Both of them had singles matches against Banks for the championships and were uneventful, uh, not uneventful, but unsuccessful rather, due to the interference of the other, which boiled over leading to a triple threat match a couple of chapter shows ago, and this led to a no-disqualification match between these two to essentially try to nip their issues in the bud. I'm not necessarily going to say that they nipped them in the bud, because this match was nothing pretty, and if you like those kinds of no-DQ matches where things get unconventional, they get wild, they get violent, you will not be disappointed in the slightest with this one. And although I did say earlier I was trying to avoid spoilers, I'm just going to give you a little bit of this one in the sense of, well... Let's just say that I've never seen a hammer used so creatively in a wrestling match before. That's all you get. Not to be outdone, wrapping up the first half of the show was the first of three championship matches as Valter was challenged by Rampage Brown for the Progress Wrestling Atlas Championship. Fun fact here, Rampage Brown was the original Progress Wrestling Atlas Champion during the conclusion of its original title tournament many moons ago. Rampage Brown earned this title opportunity with a win on a recent Live at the Dome show, and he definitely gave Valter all he could handle. I've mentioned this before on previous episodes of Independent Thoughts, but when it comes to the Progress Wrestling Atlas Division, there's a very clear trait that occurs in the Atlas Division, and I think that the summation of the Atlas Division is most easily described by co-owner Jim Smallman when he recently said on a show, I don't know if you know this, but the Atlas Division is essentially big lads beating the fuck out of each other. So that's what this match was. It was big lads beating the fuck out of each other. And it did not disappoint. I believe the average weight between these two gents is about the 300 pound mark. Rampage Brown slightly underneath it, Valter slightly over it. And when you have those two big masses of gents slamming into each other and stiffing each other with every tough strike they can come up with, guaranteed you're going to have some kind of a masterpiece on your hands. And this was exactly it. I cannot... I cannot stress how awesome this match was if you are the type that enjoys good, stiff, rough wrestling. This was everything you could ask for and more with this one. Definitely a highlight of the show. The second half of the show kicked off with the next match in the Natural Progression Series, a tournament that takes place throughout the year featuring the up-and-coming talent of progress, guys just getting into progress, earning their shots, um, and trying to earn some respect along the way. Uh, this particular contest in the first round was uh, Danny Duggan and Danny Jones. Uh, Jones is from Wales, and I've seen a little bit of his work, I believe, in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, he's definitely earning his keep, and I think the crowd was on his side for this one. Danny Duggan, I had seen him qualify for the Natural Progression Series on a recent Live at the Dome show. Uh, the winner of this particular contest would then go on to the semifinals, uh, which are coming up at the next couple of shows. Uh, when they return to the UK, obviously, after uh, New Orleans this upcoming week, and then the finals will likely take place either probably just before their big show in uh, September at Wembley Stadium. 
uh, or Wembley Arena, excuse me, the SSE, my apologies. Uh, so yeah, fun little contest coming off of the insanity that was the no DQ match and the, uh, the, the the pure rough action that was the Atlas Division Championship match to conclude the first half. So when you get back to that second half after the intermission, you kind of have to build that attention again, and this match essentially uh, excelled at doing that. It was fun. I look forward to seeing uh, both of these guys in the future. That brings us to the Progress Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Elimination Match as the grizzled young veterans of Zach Gibson and Mr. Mayhem, James Drake, uh, were challenged by the former champions Jimmy Havoc and Mark Haskins and the team of Sexy Star, that would be David Starr and Jack Sexsmith. I had high hopes for Sexy Star going into this match uh, as they had a vendetta with Jimmy Havoc and Mark Hassens over their uh, their abuse of Jack Sexsmith a number of months back. And of course, Sexsmith and Star didn't exactly have uh, any love for Gibson and Drake, as did the entire uh, the Progress audience. I gotta say, Zach Gibson may very well be the most hated man in Progress and possibly one of the most hated individuals in the entire United Kingdom wrestling scene. So he and James Drake definitely had their hands full, and it was a fun contest to watch. It was quite interesting, and I gotta say, another thing that sets progress aside is just how in tune the crowd is with all of the action, how creative they are with their uh, with their chants, uh, very much unlike what you would normally see in North America, where chants always have a na-na-na-na kind of, you know... Uh, vibe to them with with uh, English fans, United Kingdom fans, even German fans do this a lot too. It's a little bit more of a football, and by that I mean soccer kind of vibe to it, where it's a little bit uh, more musical, you know, uh, playing off of popular songs, things like that. And uh, Gibson definitely felt their wrath. I enjoyed that a great deal. The match itself was entertaining, as, as to be expected with six guys of this particular caliber, fun back and forth all over the place, glimmers of hope with Star and Sexsmith possibly winning the titles, and then we had a couple of things that happened again, not trying to spoil it for you, but it was, it was a fun match nonetheless, another great reason to watch this show. And I gotta say, the Grizzled Young Veterans, man, what a hated tag team. It's pretty bad when you actually make Havoc and Haskins almost seem like a crowd favorite to win, considering how much hatred they have for them as well. You know you gotta be bad when you make Havoc and Haskins look good. I should also point out quickly before we move to the main event that before this chapter show had taken place, uh, Gibson and Drake had just returned from defending their tag team titles in China. Therefore, those titles are now known as the Progress World Tag Team Championship. That brings us to the main event of the show, a highly anticipated match for the Progress World Championship as reigning champion the Kiwi Buzzsaw Travis Banks, who has been essentially unbeatable since winning the championship back in September, uh, was challenged by Flash Morgan Webster, who earned this opportunity by winning the Thunder Bastard uh, match just, uh, well, at the most... Uh, Chapter 64. There we go. Chapter 64, Thunder Bastards are go. Flash Morgan Webster won the big one and decided he was cashing in his opportunity at the very next show, and this match was an emotional roller coaster of sorts. I'm not entirely certain if I mentioned this on a previous episode of Independent Thoughts, but ever since Chapter 63, uh, the fans have really started to, to start nagging on Banks and how 
unbeatable and 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 powerhouse he seems to be right now they definitely decided to capitalize on this as banks started showing different sides of himself some sides that really annoyed the audience in attendance and i definitely felt that same vibe just sitting at home watching the show even i was irritated by a lot of it uh the match like i said it was an emotional roller coaster up and down uh, twists and turns along the way and this is definitely going to lead to some interesting things coming up i will say one thing uh, i did mention earlier that Valter, being the Atlas Division champion, has been on a bit of a tear too, defending that championship since he won it back. And I think that uh, I think he might have his eyes set on the world championship coming up very, very soon. So again, I highly recommend. I highly recommend you go out of your way and check out this show. Best way to do so is demand progress. It's seven fifty a month, which translates to about ten dollars if you're a Canadian like myself. Easiest ten dollars I don't mind spending every month. Goodness knows I spend eleven dollars or so on Netflix, and I get way more enjoyment out of demand progress than I do Netflix. I can't even tell you the last time I watched Netflix. So take that for what it's worth demand-progress.com. Check this bad boy out. Now that leads us. I know I said this was a show review and it was, but this also leads us to the two shows coming up in New Orleans this week and what a pair of shows they are. So the first of these shows will take place on Friday. The show is Chapter 66, Marty Graps, which is taking place at the Pontchartrain Convention Center in Kenner, Louisiana, which is about a 15 to 20 minute drive from New Orleans. Uh, in the main event, Shane Strickland will challenge for the Progress World title. Uh, the first ever Thunder Bastard match outside of the United Kingdom will take place. That match includes Austin Theory, Joey Janela, Jeff Cobb, Ricky Shane Page, Chris Brooks, Darby Allen, Maxwell J. Jacob Friedman, and Paro. Uh, Mustache Mountain of Trent Seven and Tyler Bate will challenge for the Progress World Tag Team titles, with the stipulation being that if Mountain does not come out victorious, they will not be permitted to challenge for the titles again for at least six months. In singles competition, the aerial assassin Will Ospreay, who is also the New Japan junior heavyweight champion will take on mark haskins one-on-one -on -one. uh pete dunn and mark andrews will engage in a triple threat match with flash morgan webster uh ring Kampf will take on the team of sexy star and tony storm and shaza mckenzie will take on the duo of mercedes martinez and jenny i know i tried to keep this spoiler free if you go back and listen real quick you can kind of mathematically figure it out who win who won who win no no, no. who won and who lost the matches on chapter 65. I hope that you don't. I tried to go through that pretty quickly, but if you're going to be in New Orleans, there's no reason not to check this out. And speaking of which, there's one more show the following day. What's on that one? I'll tell you. So not many matches have been announced thus far for Chapter 67. Bourbon is also a biscuit, but the biggest of which, uh, clearly, is a number one contenders match where the Progress World Championship contendership will be decided as Atlas Division champion Valter uh, takes on Zack Sabre Jr. Neither of these men have been Progress World Champion as of yet. Should be an interesting match, to say the least. 
In singles action, Chris Brooks takes on Ray Horace, who is of Lucha Underground, and also Austin Theory will take on Will Ospreay in what should be an exciting singles match as well. So far, that has been the announced card. The rest of Chapter 67's card will be announced after Chapter 66 is done because much of it will depend on what happens on Friday's show. Now, if that isn't enough, I know some of you out there might be going to New Orleans this week. Of course, there's no reason not to go to these shows. That's why I've been talking about them. But if you're planning on hitting up WrestleMania Access, I'm delighted to report that uh, Progress will also be featured at WrestleMania Access. As a matter of fact... Uh, Valter will be in action on a couple of those days. Uh, he takes on Cassius Ono on one of those shows. Um, and on the Sunday morning show, yeah, at 8 a.m. on Sunday, WrestleMania Sunday, there will be a number of WWE slash NXT title matches. But in addition to that, the Progress Women's Championship, the Progress Tag Team Championship, and the Progress World Championship will be up for grabs at WrestleMania Access. I cannot tell you how awesome that is. I gotta say, with that news and with everything that's going on, it's WrestleMania week. It's, it's, it's hard to believe. It is super late on Monday night as I'm recording this, but I'm just so jazzed up, as I'm sure a lot of you guys are. Yeah, I said jazzed up, whatever. It's WrestleMania week. It's like Christmas for wrestling fans. This is the most important week of the year. As the song says, it's the most wonderful time of the year. There is no better time than right now, so if you're going to be down there, my god, take in as much as you can. Get in a full year's worth of wrestling action live, because there's just nothing better than WrestleMania week. Um, I'm going to have to go calm down. I'm just so excited right now. But I want to thank you for tuning in to this review of Progress Chapter 65. Have some faith in the sound. I will have another review coming up for you very soon. Um, until that happens, I want to thank you again for tuning in. No matter whether it's morning, noon, or night, I appreciate you allowing me to be in your ears, whether it be on the go, at work, in the car, or just late at night just trying to chill to some audio before you head off into sleepy land, which is where I'm headed very soon because I have an early morning coming up once again and a very full day ahead of me. So thanks again for the I don't know how manyth time. I look forward to chatting to you guys again. You've been a pleasure. I've been Justin, and I will see you guys with my independent thoughts next time around. Adios. Adios.